Yeah. The Torah lists for us the names of the heads of the tribes of Israel. This list will occur four times in this Humish. First time is in this Parsha. Next week's Parsha. The list will be again of the uh, heads of the tribes of Israel who donated to the Chanukas to the Chanukas of the Mishkan. So that's the second time. The third time will be when Moshe Rabbeinu counts who the spies are. That he sends to Eretz uh, Israel, and the fourth time towards the end of the Chumash Bamidbar, the names of the new Messiah, because the original Messiah are not there anymore. So the question arises, as all the Mephorshim point out, uh, what's in a name? What's the significance of all of their names? So uh, on one hand, if we look at each name individually, uh, it's subject to interpretation. Some of the names are very difficult for us to deal with. Why should somebody be called Akira? My brother is bad. So have a different and uh, the Mephorshim uh, point out to us that Torah purposely names who the leaders were because the leaders whether or not they wish it to be or not are responsible for their generations and they are responsible for what occurs, even if they are not directly involved. And therefore, uh, they can be uh, holy people as they were, but we see that the ones that bring the offering to the Mishkan. Every day a different prince brings to the Mishkan the Korban, it, uh, they're the most exalted people. And yet they are the people that preside over the destruction of that generation. Because that generation will not reach Eretz Israel, will perish in the desert. And the Torah wants to emphasize that. So we have a rule that Yiftach the Doro to Shmuel the Doro. Yiftach, who can be deemed to be one of the lesser personalities 
that served as the judge of the Jewish people. We find that he made a vow uh, that he uh, murdered his own daughter, all sorts of uh, questionable actions. But Yiftach was the leader of his generation. And therefore, he is held to a standard, Kishmuel Benoro, just like the great Novi Shmuel, who was the last of the judges. And he is equal to Moshe and Aaron, right? We say that but Yiftach and Shmuel are on the same balance scale, so to speak. They're each judged that way. They're judged by the generation. And the Mephorshim point out to us a deep, uh, sometimes a disturbing fact that the generation pretty much gets what it deserves. That Yiftach the Doro is because in the door of Yiftach, Shmuel would not be really in touch with it. Yiftach, who is a different personality, so he would be able to head that generation. It's door, door, the door, show, door, door, manigo. Everyone has to be seen within the context of their generations. So therefore, the Torah names these people because these people, for their generation, they were the leaders. Whether they would be leaders of a different generation, or whether they should be emulated in a different generation, the Torah does not comment. And we find that especially true with the spies. Moshe sent the best that he could. Sent the heads, the, the, the pious, the best. In fact, he chose them because he was certain that they would come back with a positive report about Eretz Israel. It never entered his mind, according to the message, that they would come back and say negative things. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, all of his life, he aspires to Eretz Israel. He wants to enter Eretz Yisrael. That's his prayer to the Rebbeinu Shalom to his last day. Let me in. So if he has that feeling, and he, so to speak, is the chief of the generation, and he's the Rebbe of all of these museums, Moshe Rabbeinu is their teacher. So how could it be that they would come back with a different report? The Torah wants to emphasize that that's how it is. Things are not certain. And therefore the people who begin Sefer Bamidbar as being the leaders of the Jewish people, and they say, we read in Parshas Baalotcha, we're on the way. Everything is set for us. The mission is going to be accomplished. We know exactly what to do. None of them will live to see her. 
the exception actually of Nachshon and Kohit. Sure. Yeah, so in involved in all of this. Uh, the Torah is teaching us a subtle lesson to recognize who the people were. They have individual names, it could have said, and there were 12 people that were in charge of the town to keep on going. And the 12 people are in the seam of Klam Yisrael, and that's it. Or the same thing, the 12 people were the ones that gave the Korbanos to the dedication of the Mishnah. But the Torah pauses to tell us who they were because it wants to emphasize that each one is an individual. Each one therefore has the power of choice, the power of freedom of will. And therefore when things happen, we should not be astounded. How did this happen? It happens because we're dealing with human beings. And the human beings are uh, many times mistaken and capricious in their behavior, in their outcome, how they should pursue life, how they should lead others. So the Torah, which always counts its words, so to speak, doesn't have extraneous prose that's not necessary. And many times even the, the most complex of halachas are derived from a letter or a word or at most a phrase. Section of Yeridea, Vosu Vacholo, is derived from Losabasha Gediva Chalei And the Torah is not explicit there, it doesn't expand. And here the Torah says everybody's name, which we would deem to be relatively unimportant be much more important to tell us yet the Torah chose others the guys to us that really it's up to the individual but that the Torah does not interfere with the freedom of choice that granted to individuals it's granted to the human being Therefore, we have to know who said what, and who did what, and who didn't do what, so that we would have an understanding as to how the Jewish story would eventually unfold. And it always unfolds through individuals. There's a theory in history, uh, Marx uh, certainly was a great proponent of it, but others, that history happens because of forces that guide it. Social forces, economic forces, so that human beings are just little cogs in the machine. But the Torah holds exactly the opposite. History is formed by human beings. What human beings do is what brings us to the great historical forces and to the events that occur in life. Life and in history. <laughs>